Hey, 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 welcome to the Wealth and Business Podcast. On this episode, I'm joined by a brother, a friend. I'm joined by someone who's also making the ethnic minority so really very proud. You know, someone who's been through ups and downs, someone who has every reason not to be successful, someone who has every reason not to be the transformational person, individual that he has become. Uh, without further ado, I want to welcome the main man himself, my great brother, who I've got so much respect for, Mr. Michael Ajay. I hope I pronounced that name right, and I don't get fired for that, bro. <laughs> no, you got it right. You got it right. Thank you so much. <laughs> welcome to the Wealth and Business Podcast. No, it's an honor to be here. You know, I just want to just, first of all, just say massive congratulations on everything that you've achieved, everything that you're doing, especially with this podcast. You know, it's been a great inspiration to so many people. It's absolutely an honor for me to be on here with you today. Fantastic. Thanks, man. Thanks, my brother. So just to kind of, for those who don't really know you that well, I mean, I follow some of your stories. So for example, you know, you've transformed your body, your mind, you know, from someone who, you know, I'm sure if, if I'm to say the right word or the wrong, I don't want to say the wrong word, but probably would say you were someone that was quite overweight a little bit, but, and you transformed that to, you know, from who you are now, you transformed your mindset from someone who had a lot of lack mentality to someone who has a lot of abundance mentality. There's so much about you that I really want you to really drill down to use this to kind of inspire you know, a lot of our, our listeners. So for those who don't really know you, who's Michael? Excellent. So who is Michael Ajay? So yeah, I am the CEO and founder of the Inside Job Academy. I'm a father, I'm a husband. So I'm a father of three beautiful kids, Nathan, Joel, and Annalise, a husband, been married seven years now. Um, and like I said, I'm the founder of the Inside Job Academy. And really what this is all about is really helping people to kind of tap into, you know, their full potential. You know, as a global expert in high performance, you know, I really have dedicated my life to helping others achieve their most elusive goals and to live fulfilled life. So, yeah, that's a little bit about myself. I'm originally from Ghana, West Africa, but grew up and was raised in South London. So, you know, it's been quite a journey for me, you know, I had a pleasure of really traveling the world, really empowering other people. Fantastic. Fantastic. You mentioned, right, obviously from South London, you know, originally from Ghana. How did you begin your journey of becoming someone who's done a lot of great job, you know, with your organization, the inside job? And also, if you don't mind, kind of want to share a little bit of light as well into what is the inside job? Okay, excellent. So to be honest, you know, being the oldest of four siblings, you know, I've always kind of been in a position of leadership, um, you know, always the individual to be able to, um, you know, set a good example for my siblings um, and also being born in the UK and my parents coming from Ghana, you know, there was many things that I had to, you know, kind of show them in terms of the culture here. Now, as a young boy, you know, I always wanted to be a doctor. That was my, you know, my goal, my aspiration. And that came due to the fact that I, I had a love for science, you know, really understanding how the body works. I can remember watching a cartoon called The Magic School Bus, which this school bus used to just become small, enter the body and teach about the heart, the brain. I found that very fascinating. And also my love of helping people. So those two things, you know, kind of led me on a path of becoming a doctor. So, you know, I went to uni, studied biomedical science. Um, but what ended up happening is I didn't end up, you know, fulfilling that goal and that dream due to a few kind of setbacks. Um, however, I always maintained, you know, a position of wanting to empower people especially being grown um, growing up in the church again you know being um, speaking and um, preaching empowering people you know I ended up you know wanting to find a job that really allowed me to gain financial freedom not really just wanting to exchange my time and um, efforts for money but looking for financial freedom. So leaving my job as a medical science liaison in 2018, um, I went on a path of discovery. Um, and I ended up, you know, discovering that 
what makes me happy, what makes me fulfilled is empowering others to become more. And that's what kind of led to the birth of the Inside Job Academy. Now, why the name Inside Job? You know, the, the, the term Inside Job is normally associated, you know, with, for example, a crime. Let's just say um, a, a bank, a yeah. high security bank yeah. um, is, 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 is broken into and robbed. Yeah. The next day on the news, Daniel, you're going to hear, you know, the way the security is tight in this place, the only way that anybody could have broken in is if it was an inside job. Yeah. And that's the same with our lives and our results. When you get to understand the power of the mind, you will get to realize that the only way, you know, anyone on the outside can have an impact on you as if it's an inside job. As if you am um, only if you allow them to. So the reality is this: the success that we're looking for, you know, the happiness that we're looking for, is all based on our mindset and an inside job. And that's what the company is about, you know, helping people to realize that yes, we've been programmed to live life from the outside in, but the reality is, you know, life is really from the inside out. And unless we shift what's on the inside, you know, life would never shift on the outside. Wow, wow, wow. What an amazing way you kind of really deliver that message right there. So it's almost like there's a parable, one of, you know, I, I first heard from one of my uh, actual graduates in other property of education. And he said, when the, uh, it's just like an egg, when it breaks from the outside, life's end. But when it mm. breaks from the inside, life begins. And when I first heard him say that, I was like, explain to me a bit more what that means. Mm. So, you know, when uh, when it breaks from the inside, life begins means that there is a chick, there's a birth of a chick, mm. you know, and, but when it breaks from the outside, so it's for consumption. So that is, you know, for example, our fried eggs that yeah. we eat, and that is basically going to be passed out as a waste. So the outside word is the noise, the, mm. the negativity mm. that obstructs the inside from you rebirthing your new you to becoming the greater version of yourself. Yeah. So, wow, such a powerful, 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 you know, way that you gave back to, to the inside job because the, the bank, like you said, if it gets robbed, it's going to be looked like an inside. Yeah. But again, everything begins from the inside. So, I mean, so how do other people get benefits of what the inside job is for them and how can that lead them to a recreational mindset that could take them from, for example, the lowest part of their lives to the highest points where they can actually see a greater version of themselves? You, you know what? You know, very good question because, you know, it, it all begins, you know, Daniel, with an, an awareness. Because the reality is that many of us, you know, have a slight picture of the, the life that maybe that we want. Um, but what happens is that, you know, there's a gap between what we know and what we do. So for example, let's just say that somebody, that in, in terms of my example, you know, I used to be someone who used to be overweight and I was trying for years and years and years. I was aware of it and I was aware of what it is that I wanted, but it seems as if, I would, you know, lose a little bit of weight, but I will always kind of go back to my original weight, lose weight, go back. I'm looking for um, this diet and this diet and this diet until I became aware of the power of the mind. That's my success in my weight loss journey had nothing to do with which diet I'm on but everything to do with the way in which I saw myself, the image that I had of myself. So when I began the journey of reprogramming my mind, changing my self-image, everything else began to change. And I had one of the most drastic, you know, weight transformations, you know, that shocked a lot of people. But it wasn't that, you know, I did anything different on the outside, but I did everything different from the way in which I saw myself. Mm. So 
that is what, you know, um, uh, somebody can take from, you know, the Inside Job Academy initially is the fact that there's an awareness that if everything starts from the inside, then I'm going to start changing the way I approach the things that I want. Mm. There's now a blueprint to success, you know, which can, you know, translate into any area of our life. So the first thing is the awareness of where it starts. Awareness from where it starts, what a powerful point that is. Because to become self-aware is something that is very, very difficult, especially in this day and age, whereby we are all a victim of instant gratification. We are all a victim of wanting to be completely successful, but not willing to pay the price Mm. of what it takes to become successful if you get what I mean. Yeah. So you have to transform your body from being overweight, from testing all different type of diet, but it wasn't working until you discover the power within you inside and that led to a transformation. Now, a lot of people say, okay, being successful doesn't have to do whether you're overweight, whether you're not overweight or whether you're smart or you're not smart. How can people generically, you know, not just have you transform overweight into financial success, physical success, mental success, and the list can go on and on. How can the ordinary man, okay, struggling with financial, you know, success, basically being able to acquire the basic things of life, now they're overweight and consuming every single now and then the negativity that comes with that, okay? Make an easy transformation. Okay, I'm going to go and deal with my weight and then I'm going to go and become successful. So we're dealing with two demons here at this particular stage in time. So how did you overcome, number one, the demon of you, you know, fighting yourself every single day about your overweight and then become a true leader that's helped thousands of individuals. The other day, I'm watching your, your social media profile. You've done a tour from, from London all the way to, Asia, uh, to, 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 to the Caribbean, to Africa. And if I'm right, I think you was also in Dubai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So it's- now you transformed your life from that to being on a global stage, spreading the inside job of how the ordinary man becomes the guy who is sharing how people can transform from A, A being overweightness to success, financial success and breakthroughs. How did that happen? You know, you know, you know what it was, Daniel, you know, you know, life is a journey, right? Um, and it's a journey of ups and downs. Um, and I've, I've always been ambitious from a young, you know, a young boy. Like I grew up in a household, like I said, my parents came from Ghana to the UK where I was born. Um, and I grew up, you know, we wasn't, you know, well off. I'll say we were just average. You know, my parents, I grew up around a lot of debt. So from young, I always, you know, wanted because family is something that's important to me and me knowing the responsibilities, especially in an African household of being the first son, I knew that I had responsibility on my shoulder. I knew that I wanted to be successful. In fact, I could remember one of my friends that I grew up with, we always used to say millionaire by 30, millionaire by 30. And we were just, <laughs> like, uh, se- we were just in secondary school, but I said, you know, we're going to be millionaires by 30, you know? Um, and that's just because, I wanted to give my parents, you know, um, a life that they deserved. But as I journeyed through life, you know, you have this aspiration, but I never knew, you know, how I was going to get it. Now there's something called, you know, um, incompetent competence, you know? So like, you don't know, you don't know, but you're doing something that is right. Now, me saying millionaire by 30, I didn't know that I was setting a specific goal. I didn't know how I was going to get there, but I set myself a goal that this is what what I wanted. 
but not knowing that me growing up in an environment that was full of debt, it was shaping my financial blueprint. So though I had this goal, I had been subconsciously programmed in debt. And I know that a lot of people can, can, can look back on their life and they can say that the results that they have now, you know, they will look back in the environment that they grow up and they can see some correlation. Yeah. So I had this goal, but there was a programming that would not allow me to achieve that goal. So I'm now journeying through life, trying to get to the top in a corporate ladder, not really working, going from job to job, not being satisfied. Now going on this entrepreneur journey and having major setbacks mm. until I began to acquire knowledge because information changes situations. I picked up a book by T. Harv Eker called Secrets of a Millionaire Mind that taught me that everyone has a financial blueprint. And in order for you to attract what it is that you want, you're going to have to change that blueprint. And when I started to change that financial blueprint, what happened is I, I started to attract the success and the finances that I wanted. So, you know, it has been a journey of discovery. You know, things have happened in my life that has set me back, but all the setbacks were a set up for a comeback and allowed me to go from ignorant to now knowledgeable. But the power came when I started putting those principles into action. Wow. You spoke about a setback for a comeback. That is a powerful statement right there. If you don't mind, let's dip into some of the setbacks so mm. we can come back. So let's touch on maybe two or three points of the, uh, other than your weight over being overweight. What other sort of comebacks you for paved the way for the person that you became? So I, I can touch upon two. When I look at my life, you know, like you said, life's a journey of ups and downs. Yep. But if you were asking me, you know, what are some of the setbacks, you know, I can mention kind of two of the most darkest parts of my journey, which really helped to shape me to who I am today. Um, you know, that, if, if, before you even go into that, I just something yeah. I just this just popped up my and I just thought I quickly share this very, very quickly. One thing I've come to really, really realize, and ever since we've been talking to a lot of different types of individuals on the sport cause and even my life in general, personally, I've come to realize like there is no one that who became so successful in life that did not have so many like massive roller coasters. At some point you felt like you're gonna die just mm. even going to die before you, you know, things start working for you. Mm. So it's quite, it's quite very interesting that we, we have this, there's always that deeper stuff. So for example, you're being overweight and stuff like that helps you propel you to who you become as a new person. Mm. Whereas, do you know how many people on a day in a day out go through those darkest moments and just bury their head there mm. and never, ever fight? Mm. And that's what Les Brown says when he says that, you know, many people die at the age of 25, but not buried until 60 or 70. Absolutely. The, the, the fight to live has been taken from them. They're no longer dreaming. They're no longer, longer going after life. Life has beat them up so badly that they've just given up internally. Wow. Absolutely. So, sorry. So let's go back to, yeah, you was going to go into before I interrupted you there because I just kind of connected with the word you said. Mm. It was so powerful. So I thought I quickly just chipping that. No, no, no. It was great that you, you, you came in then. Like I was saying, Daniel, you know, there's been two, you know, dark moments in my life, you know, you no. Know, and these two moments, you know, as I even think about them, you know, it just sends shivers down my spine. The first one wow. was in 2018. Now I just left my job. Like I've gone from job to job. I've, I've gone from working in McDonald's, you know, to doing sales, you know, um, to working as a, you know, medical sales rep to now as a medical science liaison, which is like, you know, in research at a big pharmaceutical company, you know, I've left each of their jobs. I haven't got fired or got sacked or, or left because I, you know, my goal was always a millionaire by 30, right? Yeah. So because the goal was there, if I don't see myself fulfilling it where I am, yeah. you know, I won't be content. So even though 
I know that I have to be working to, to and, and I know it's just a step subconsciously. I'm not doing my best because I don't want to be here. So I left my job in 2017. I said, you know, enough is enough. It's now time for me to go as an entrepreneur where I don't have to exchange my time for um, my time for money. So 2018, I now, you know, looking at different things that I want to do. The first one, what I'm kind of passionate about um, is, you know, events. You know, I'm a Christian, so I used to put on kind of gospel event and I'm now about to partner up with someone who was introduced to me to put one of the biggest gospel events in Europe. Now, cut a long story short, you know, the business partner that I'd partnered up with ended up, you know, stabbing me in the back, you know, taking money um, and leaving me with a huge debt. I'm talking about six figures in debt. You know, I've just come from just working at nine to five. So you can imagine how much I had to borrow in order just to, you know, keep my head above water for this event to happen. You know, and Daniel, that was one of the most darkest times of my life for two reasons. Number one, you know, my goal has always been to be financially free for my family. Now, this is a huge setback on my goals. Mm. Number two, it was for my family. And now decisions that I have made in terms of people I chose to partner up with has now put my family in such a huge strain. At that time, I was married. I think three years, I had two kids. And now uh, we're literally drowning in debt. And I was one of the most darkest times of my life. I literally, for the first time in my life, couldn't see how I was going to get out of it. Mm. I was looking, trying to look past it, but all I could see was black. And, 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 and it, 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 it literally pained my heart. I didn't know what I was going to do. But, you know, again, I love Les Brown and I know that you quoted it one time in one of your podcasts that yeah. you know, he said that when you fall down, <laughs> make look sure up. you fall on your back. Why? Because if you can look up, you can get up. Yeah. And there was a small glimmer of hope in me that said, Michael, as long as you have breath, there is hope. And that's what caused me to keep on pushing forward. And I was introduced into the industry of network marketing. Mm. I saw other people giving testimonials of how they were able to change their life around. And Daniel, that was the only um, 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 piece of, you know, fire that I needed. Because I looked on stage and said, if it can happen for them, then it can happen for me. Mm. So I started to run. I started to push, you know, now 2018, 2019, I've now got to a, an average income, you know, nothing too crazy, but an income to cover the bills, still a huge amount of debt. But remember what I said to you, Daniel, about paradigms. How did I end up getting in that much debt? Hmm. Because that was what I was programmed. So that's what I attracted. Even though I made business decisions, I had attracted that to me because that's what I grew up in. So now the second dark time of my life, you know, <laughs> and to think that if you couldn't top up what I went through, I'm now working so hard, you know, working so hard, you know, in my network marketing business, so much so that my family don't even see me. Hmm. I'm present, but I'm not present. Yeah. Because I'm saying that I'm doing this for them. I need to get out of this mess. So one day I'm dry. I'm, 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 I have a meeting with a potential business partner, Central London. This time now I live in Dartford. Now I said to myself, this meeting is in Central London. Just take train, right? And it will be easier. No point driving. I walk out, it's raining. I said, okay, let me just drive at least to my parents' house that who live in London and I'll take train from there. I don't know why, but I just drove past my parents' house. I said, you know what? I'm going to find parking Central London. If I get a ticket, no matter, at least I have the convenience of driving. Now, what happens while I'm driving is that just in a twinkle of an eye, instead of taking the curb, I end up mounting the pavement and hitting a pedestrian. Mm. The pedestrian that I hit, um, you know, obviously he ended up being okay, but I'm so sad that it happened. But it was a police officer that was not in uniform. Oh, 
Now, at this point in time, I'm devastated. Like I've now injured somebody, somebody who was minding their own business, crossing the road. I've now injured them, you know, severely where they had to go to hospital. They were off for three months. But obviously, you know, my lawyers are saying to me that, Michael, you know, you wasn't speeding. You wasn't out, you know, on alcohol. It was an accident. You know, it, you know, yes, you know, you, you should, it's, it's careless driving. But what happened is it got increased to dangerous driving. And I'm told by the probation that, you know, this is, you know, community service. You've never had a criminal record in your life. You're an upstanding citizen. You're a father of three kids. You, 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 you're a community leader. You attend church. You do programs for the youth all around the UK. You know, we're going to recommend to the judge community service. 2020, I get sentenced. Um, and I hear the words that broke my heart. Michael, I'm sentencing you to 13 months um, um, immediate custodial sentence. No way. Bro, like I felt like I was in a dream. This didn't seem real. I'm like, this can't be real. Michael J, who all he's done is just been about his business. He grew up in South London. He never got in trouble once. He had people in drugs all around him, theft, all of this all around him, went to Kingston University. People were doing fraud. He was never a part of it. Always an upright citizen, attends church, preaches in his church. This Michael is now going to prison. And all I could think about was not myself, but my wife and my kids. And when they took me down to the court cell, I just broke down in tears because I already had a huge setback in 2018. And just two years later, another one, another setback. So I ended up being in prison for, for three months, but you know, my pastor said it to me at the time, but I didn't at the time of the 2018 but it made sense when I came out that Michael, all these things were necessary because the three months that I was in prison. Now I've been stripped away from any distractions. No longer am I, you know, grinding, trying to work. I'm now focusing on myself. I read books that I've never read up until that point. I'd never finished a book in my life. No, um, um, Daniel, but I'm now reading books, reading the Bible, praying, now, what happens is that I'm now reprogramming my mind, being grown up in debt, reprogramming my mind, tapping into a potential that I didn't know that I had. And when I came out of prison, this is now when my, my body transformation happens. This is when I make more money in that year than I've made in my whole entire life. Further emphasizing that the success you're looking for, the happiness that you're looking for, has nothing to do with external factors. It's not about having the right opportunity in the right time. Yes, that's important. But what's even more important is being the right person in the right time with the right opportunity. So I, with that, I just encourage people who's listening right now that, no matter your setback, all you have to do is to make a decision that you're not going to allow that setback to destroy you, but rather use it to propel you. Keep on keeping on. And you will see that once your mindset is right, you're going to start attracting things and opportunities that will help you to get to where it is that you want to get to. Wow. Wow. Michael, you got me like, I can't even explain how I feel right now. I've always told people when it comes to success that I've always told them it will all go wrong before it goes right. Mm. And having this conversation with you on this episode just confirms that it's not going to go right just for the sake of going right. It's going to go wrong. You're going to lose everything. 
Life is going to beat you up and down and give you every single reason to quit, to stop, and never, ever, ever wants to go at it. And this is why they say the grave is the wealthiest place. Mm. The grave is the wealthiest place because you've gone from overweight to debt. And just when you think, okay, I'm all right now. I can pay my wife's bill. I can look after the kids. We can go out for dinner. Mm. And you are on the card to a meeting. And then it all goes wrong. Mm. Many people could have killed themselves in the prison. Mm. Many people could have said it's finished. Many people would not even be bold enough to pick themselves up. Pick themselves up when they came out to make the transformation, the impact, the new you that you have become. Bro, I respect you. And I just thank God for what God is doing for you and using you to do in the lives of so many other. So it says, it's not what you've been through, it's what you become. Mm. It's not what brings you down. It's the story you're creating. Because when life knocks you down, yeah. not only are you looking up to think about when you get up, but it's knowing that there is a story being created that will change not thousands, but millions of people. Mm. Look at how far. So guys, for those of you listening right now, you might not understand this is a podcast. Check this guy out on social media. Check, go and check him out. Go and listen to his messages. You would even get deeper connections of what we're trying to talk about here. Success is all about money. Success is about value. It's about the life you change, the opportunity you create that eventually transition into give you life in abundance of wealth, of every other thing. Just like the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and every other thing shall be added. Yes. And you wrote this vision down. And that was your deepest point of delivering what the word says in Habakkuk 2, write the vision down plain on tablets so that an error may run with it. And you came out, you become a new you. Mm. Bro, you are a true transformational leader. A real motive of change. So having really got into that change, when you then came out, how did you then just go from like almost nothing to seven, six figure, seven figure, you know, quarter, maybe a year now, I'm not too sure. <laughs> How did you then use that, this whole thing into creating a six to seven figure, you know, business? You know what it is, you know, Daniel, when I, when I came out, I was just like, okay, cool. It's back to business as usual. You know, let's, let's just keep on going. This renewed mindset, let's go. But what happened is that it's like I felt a huge kind of weight on me, especially when it comes to my mind. It's like my head was hot because I was in prison 23 and a half hours a day in my cell. This is COVID. So we're only allowed out 30 minutes a day. I had freedoms taken away from me that I didn't even know that I had. I was looked upon all this time. I'm looked upon as a, a inspiration, as a role model, mm. as a leader. But now I'm being looked at as a criminal. They don't care who I am or what I did. The mere fact that I'm behind bars is, you know, I'm just the worst person in the world. I'm the filth of the earth. All of that had a huge, you know, psychological impact on me. So when I came out, I had friends or family reach out to me 
saying, Michael, you know, get therapy, you know, you know, speak to somebody. And I was like, ah, man, what's that? You know, therapy ain't for people like me. You know, you know, we have this stereotypical view of something like that, you know, but as like, I kept feeling very like, you know, not myself and, you know, a lot of thoughts running from my mind. I eventually mm. said, let me just do this thing, this therapy. And I didn't even embrace it. You know, I just was there answering questions. I didn't really embrace it. But it was after a few weeks that I really started to understand what therapy is. And therapy ain't for, quote unquote, those who are suffering with mental, you know, issues. Mm. But it was just a safe space for me to, you know, really open up. Because at this point in time, as a leader, you're always pouring into people. Where are you digging? Where are you getting from? You're pouring to people. Where are you getting from? And that was what was happening to me, Daniel. I was at a point now where I was pouring from an empty cup. Mm. So now I started to embrace therapy, going back to childhood, where certain of my beliefs came from, why I do what I do. Mm. You You know, I've set a goal of success. And what I've realized that... My happiness was in this distant goal. So until I hit this goal, I will always be striving and never be happy. Mm. But realizing that success is also in the journey. That every day, as long as I'm moving towards my goal, is a successful day. So I started to really you know, understand. So therapy was one thing that really helped me. And I really do encourage those who are listening, you know, whether you think things are going right, some of the top CEOs in the world have therapy. Like in America, therapy is part of the culture, is normal. Obviously in, you know, this side of the world, the UK and even in Africa is not really seen as something that we should do. It's not for us, but I encourage, that was part of the, process for me and even till today you've even speaking about it i need to you know have an appointment with my therapist because after the tour you know i've just been you know (laughs) back to like normal life i need to you know so that was one thing and number two was really kind of being especially being present with my family i decided that you know what i'm gonna block out certain times in my day where i'm gonna be present my children are gonna know that I'm here. Not um, that he's here, but he's doing a million things at the same time. Again, all of these things is what helped me to really, you know, heal. And really now with new resources, a new mindset from the books that I read, you know, therapy, you know, new priorities and having the right people around me to help me. Now I'm equipped to really achieving the goals that I have set for myself from childhood. Wow, Michael, you have just opened up a new wound in my heart. Mm. Whilst you're talking, I've been on this journey myself for the last, what, probably 20 plus years now. Mm. Um, I first came into this country 18 years ago. Now probably going to 19 years old. And I, just something that just hit me so hard from this podcast I've actually had goosebumps on my body when you said something about, you know, the cop situation and I reaffirmed the cop situation. I've discovered that um, I've never personally really sought for help myself in terms of, you know, I'm just strong all the time for myself, but I've never really, so I've got mentors. I've worked with, you know, one of the world's greatest mentors in business, you know, helped me transition from another regard to doing what we're doing now. Yeah. And it just, it just, it just hit me that actually I've just been go, 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 go. In regardless of when I'm winning or when I'm not, regardless mm-hmm. of whether things is going right or not going right. I've just been so much focused mm. on the go, 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 not actually been in that space where I've actually opened up, you know, to, to you know, in fact, I mean, where I come from in Nigeria, the what therapy, it's, it's what you need a therapy for, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, are you okay? Are you, are you sure you're mentally not, you know, that's how we look at it. I mean, yeah. I'm a 
proper first generation African immigrant. Yeah. You know, my English wasn't this great when I first came into this country. In fact, mm-hmm. I'm still trying to work on my vocabulary, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and um, what I'm trying to say here is you've just, I'm going to definitely, definitely look into go for therapy and see, you know, see where I can discover. Yeah. Because you said something there until you ascertain the level of where you want to be. You're going to always be in a situation whereby you're not happy you're not great mm-hmm. so it's all about how wh- what that makes you dive into that happiness i mean i recently done a an article with the ceo today and i remember saying something there that you know what what is it money what is in success without family and i've always been a very family oriented person and for yeah. me this thing just come natural so i think yeah i've got time for my wife got time for my kids but it might be that the time that I might think I have for them may not be what they actually want from me. It could be they want more, mm-hmm. but because I have so much, you know, I, I'm not a great fan of the word life work balance, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm more like life work integration mm. to integrate the family into the business kind of, you know, instead of going for, um, you know, just showing everything down, I was still kind of chipping to my wife, you know, business. I'm already grooming my 14 years old son into a role of a, a leader and a CEO at the age of 14, which is not a bad thing to do because that's exactly how I was raised, even though I wasn't raised by my late father. Yeah. I was raised by my elder brothers. But what I'm trying to say is you've just opened a new, a new, a new thing, I would probably say, a new way, a new thing I need to look into mm. that actually you can actually get some of the greatest healing through by just opening up about your life, mm. you know, to someone else to kind of look in to see, actually go into where it all went wrong and see where it all going right, bring it together. So you can actually even be even more explosive and help change the world. You know, the world as it is, is not a place where we all can change. Mm. But if we do our own quarter, if you affect about 20 million people and I affect another 20 million people, that's 40 million people with reconstitution and reposition their mindset. And that 40 million people will help change the generation after generation after generation. And the world needs us, especially within the ethnic minority. It's something that is Mm. uncommon. You don't, you don't really see, especially let's call it, let's call it what it is. How many black, you know, successful in their wealth, in their mind, in their marriage, and every other thing that you see mm. promoting what we're trying to promote. There isn't a lot of us. Let's let's call a spade a spade. There isn't a lot of us, bro. Yeah, for real. And this can only come from us really discovering more, even more, even more, using our pain, our, you know, every trauma we've been through to inspire and change the financial space of eliminating this abject poverty that exists within the ethnic minority. Mm. I don't know if you know, there was an article or there was a SAT that was published between 2018 to 2020 to 2021, where the people was on the top of the food chain in terms of poverty was black community. Wow. Did you see that? No, I haven't seen that article. You haven't seen it. Go and check it. Wow. Go and check wealth transfer. On okay. Google, within the ethnic minority, and use the word black, and you will see that we are at the top. Literally, we are the top. And just because when we go through these problems in our lives, we stay there. We're strong people, but we stay there. We just stay there and just say, okay, God will take control. And yes, God will take control, but sometimes God do give us the opportunity for mm-hmm. us to change, but sometimes we're bastardized with a lot of other issues and we never want to do more. I don't know if I'm correct or right, but I think I am. I think I may. I think I am giving a, you know, a, a value here. But I think it is high time that when people watch TV and Sky News, it's not about black killing black. Mm. It's about how Michael Ajayi and Daniel Moses, for example, mm. is transforming a new generation of leaders. Exactly. And that only comes from you discovering the inner job. Mm. Michael, you you are indeed very, very um, inspirational, my brother. Keep doing what you're doing. 
So now let's very quickly move into a different direction. Mm. Now, how do, would you say right now, if anyone was to be hit by that lowest moment, if there was to be three key advice that you're going to give to them, how they can use their lowest moment to transition into bettering their life, whether through wealth creation, whether through wealth in marriage, wealth, you know, in, you know, being peaceful, what would those key three things be? Yeah. So if, you know, someone is in the lowest moment of their life, you know, and I was really to, you know, give them three key things, you know, that would, would help them um, in that situation. You know, number one for me is really about them creating an image of themselves, you know, um, of where they want to be. Because the reality is, you know, where it all starts with is what it is that we want. Because many people may be kind of going in life in pain, but what makes the pain even more painful is that they don't even know where they're going. Yep. Right? At least if I'm going to break down in a car, at least I know I'm trying to get to a destination, but I've broken down. But if I was driving nowhere and I'm broken down, even if they fix the car, you know, I have nowhere to go. So number one, you know, I would say, yes, you know, they have to kind of acknowledge the pain that they're feeling in their situation. But it's that discomfort of not wanting to be there that will allow them to really use their imagination to create a picture of where it is that they want to be. Mm. Now, once they create that picture, of where it is that they want to be. And they're very clear about it. You need to be very clear. What I would yeah. say is, you know, go into a quiet room, you know, maybe put on some, you know, serenity instrumental and really close your eyes and picture what is it that I want out of life. Now write it down to the T. That's number one. Because what that means is now you've created a goal. And because you're using your imagination, don't limit yourself because that's what you're going to do. You're going to limit yourself to what you believe is possible. For example, you're in debt. You're going to say that, you know what? I want to at least earn $2,000 a month because that's what your mind limits you because you're earning right now 500. So there's no way you can write a million because it's out of reach. But there's three types of goals. Your A type goal, which is what is realistic. Your B type goal, which is, okay, if I push a little bit, I can achieve. But your C type goal is your fantasy. And when you realize that everything in this world is created twice, first in the mind and then in reality, you will use your mind to create a fantasy of what it is that you want. Now, once you set that goal, you now want to create an environment that is conducive to achieving that, right? So again, taking an example of being in debt, you know, you want to look at the people that you hang around with. Is my environment helping me or is it pushing me away? Mm. The things that I'm watching on TV, is it just putting fear in me? Because right now, there's so much gloom and doom on TV, right? 100%. We're going into a recession the crypto market is crashing, the stock market is falling. So if that's all you're going to focus on, all that's going to put is fear and it's going to re-emphasize your, your current situation, which is not going to help you. You've set this goal, um, but now you're, all you're doing is absorbing negativity. The people around you are just speaking about life is hard, petrol prices, that's not conducive. Mm. You now want to change your environment. Instead of watching the negativity, watch documentaries of people who are able to overcome. For example, you know, I don't know if you've seen the, the new Kanye West documentary. That blew me off my feet. You know, watch that. Be inspired. Watch films like The Founders, McDonald's. Watch, you know, movies, documentaries on, you know, people like, you know, Elon Musk. And Elon Musk, you know, yeah. watch, keep yourself surrounded with, you know, positivity. Go to the house that you want. You may not even have the money, but enter that environment. Why? Because what you visualize will materialize. 100%. That's number two. 
Number one is, you know, create an image of where it is that you want to go. Number two, have, you know, that, be, be mindful of your environment. And number three, you want to have a morning routine. Mm. Because if you win the morning, you win the day. 100%. Create a routine in the morning that is going to be conducive to you achieving what it is that you want. What can I do in the morning? Well, what do I do in the morning? I wake up early in the morning. The first thing I do is pray and read my Bible. Why? Because faith is a fundamental part of my journey. Because when you're at the low, especially when you're at the lowest part of your life, you need to reach out to something greater than yourself. Yeah. You need to hold on to something. You know, when all hope is lost, you need to be able to reach out to something that is greater than yourself. And for me, it's my faith and belief in God. So I start my day reading my Bible, praying. Next thing I do in my morning is I write down my gratitude. What am I grateful for? Because even in the midst of hardship and trial and depression, if you can start to focus on things that you're grateful for, it will start to shift your perspective. You will start to realize that it ain't all doom and gloom. There's some things that I can be thankful for. And then once I write down five things I'm grateful for, I write down five things I'm grateful for in the present tense that not, has not yet come. So I'm happy that I have the car. I'm happy that I have the income. I say it as if it's now. And then the last thing I do in my morning routine is I set an intention for the day. If I could do this day again, what would I do to make it better? And I say that at the beginning of the day. So that sets an intention for the day. And that, that morning routine has been fundamental to where I am today. So number one, you create an image of yourself, specifically of where it is when you do, you want to go. Number two, create an environment that is conducive. And number three, create a morning routine. Fantastic, fantastic. What an absolute episode, my brother. I knew, I knew this was going to be a, 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 you know, a, a, a massive explosion. I knew this was going to be one like no other, man. You've really, really filled us up on this episode. So just before we wrap up this uh, podcast, uh, how can you help people and what do you do to help people? So thank you. I'm incredible. Thank you for asking. So for me, you know, what I do is I really help people, you know, to tap into their potential. I'm talking about being healthier, wealthier, happier, and wiser. These are my, my brand promises, you know, um, and those who come into my program, you know, I have a program that I run. I really help people to give them the blueprint to be successful. Now, what is success? Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal as described by L. Nightingale. What does that mean? Whatever you put down as to what it is that you want to get, as long as you're moving towards it, you're successful. So it could be money, it could be health goals, it could be relationship goals, whatever it is, there is a blueprint to be able to achieve it. I've been given the blueprint. I didn't create the blueprint. This blueprint has been from the foundation of the earth. There's a reason why successful people share the same traits. And mm. I can personally help individuals to be able to achieve. And it doesn't matter, you know, because you may have cleared a million but there's always another level. <laughs> there's always another level. Um, and yeah, those who get in contact with me will be able to help them achieve, you know, the goals which they want to be able to do. But most importantly, have an awareness of themselves that they will be able to achieve whatever it is that they want. So wow. if you get in contact with me, my website is michaelaj.com. Uh, michaelaj.com is my website. It will link you to all my social media. For example, my Instagram is I am Michael AJ. Um, and if they reach out to me, in fact, on my website, I actually have a free five-day um, 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 course about changing your self-image. The exact thing I did to go from, you know, overweight 
to having a six pack? How did I change my self image? I actually got a free course on my website that people can actually go through to help them to create a, a self image to achieve their goals. Great. Just before we go, something just popped up. Um, I wanted to end this, but it popped up. You said image. Mm. How important is on this road to transformation as a leader, how important is an image to you? Wow. <laughs> this concept, you know, was actually devised in the 1960s by a, a, psychologi- um, a psychologist and a, a, a plastic surgeon. Now, what he realized is that, you know, he would give two people the same plastic surgery. Let's just say they both had, they, in their opinion, big noses. And he would, you know, reduce their nose. One person will end up, you know, being so confident and just going in life and just be excited. While the same person, another person who did the same surgery would still be, you know, miserable, depressed. And throughout his, you know, different operations, he realized that everybody had two images. Mm. The image that they saw in the mirror and the image that they had of themselves in their mind. And if you could change the outer appearance, but if you don't change the self-image, your results will never change. And this is what happened to me. Yes, I would go on these diets and I would lose weight, but because of the image I had subconsciously of myself, I would always default back to that image. I will always put back on weight. Until I began the process of changing my self-image, then everything else began to change. So that the, the self-image, to answer your question, Daniel, is, is one of the most important aspects of people's life and of people's awareness. The reality is people don't know this. But once you get to understand it, you will see that everything will begin to change. One book that I recommend on self-image is called Psycho-Cybernetics. It really breaks down the whole, you know, self-image is importance and how you can change your self-image, you know, um, Psycho-Cybernetics. Wow, thank you so much. I'm definitely going to be grabbing a copy of that book myself. Uh, Personal development is key and personal development is everything. So I want to really say massive thank you for coming and for dropping so much explosive nuggets, tips, how you can go from literally nothing to something. This is all what the Wealth and Business podcast is all about. Mm. Here, the vehicle of our success is property, but you cannot be successful in anything in life except you transform. I'm going to use Michael's worth. It begins from the inside job so if you're looking to be successful if you're looking to do beyond the extraordinary it all begins from the inside it says when the egg breaks from inside life begins and when it breaks from the outside life ends so i hope you have enjoyed this episode and again michael thank you so much for being a guest uh we're looking forward to seeing you on many other of our episodes and you know doing many other bigger things um, so thank you so much for, for, for coming. If there's any one word you want to share before we end this episode, please take it away, please. Um, thank you so much for having me um, here, Daniel. You know, what I want to share lastly, you know, I just want to encourage everybody that, yeah, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be seeing so much in the news. You know, your, your, your personal situation might reflect, you know, what is happening um, um, outside. But what I want to say is this. You have to control what you think about. Mm. You become what you think about. It's not about your environment. It's about the inside. Because no matter the economy of the jungle, you will never catch a lion eating grass. Never. You are a lion. You are God's highest form of creation. You have unlimited potential. If you use your mind, you'll be able to create whatever it is, the life that you're looking for, the happiness that you're looking for. But it all begins with your mind. What are you constantly thinking about? Are you thinking about your current situation or are you thinking about the love, the life that you're looking for? 
that will determine your outcome. Thank you so much, my brother. And thank you for being here. So for you, our listeners, make sure to like, follow, and connect with us on all our social media platforms. Connect with Michael Ajay as well on his social media platforms. And let's really, really share this knowledge, share this information, share it with a friend of a friend, share it with your social media. If you find it useful, go on and write us a review as well. So this is the Wealth and Business Podcast. We talk about wealth, we talk about success, and we talk about the journey of the ordinary and transforming to becoming the extraordinary. So we'll see you on the other side and see you on the next episode.